0: Oh my
1: god. Oh, warning. for you, how
0: dare you! Not Why can I, I see that? Now? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. They don't give a warning.
1: Says, Who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you
0: should only first Warning. Oh my god. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Passetto. Hey guys, I'm Megan Passetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm so sorry that this episode is late. I've just had a lot going on behind the scenes lately and it all just became a little bit too much for me this week. I'm feeling very overwhelmed and quite defeated after, you know, a few incidents this week, which I'm not gonna get into now, but that's okay. I'm only human contrary to the haters who think I am the devil. Anyway, I know that they just wanna see me cry, but joke's on them because Bryce has made me numb. Another reason I'm probably feeling a little bit down this week is because of the horror movie we were forced to watch on Monday night. Bryce and Melissa's highlight reel. Their relationship is about as beautiful as Macbeth, an absolute bloodbath. Their final vows were filmed in what looked exactly like the scene where Romeo and Juliet go to die. It was the exact same dramatic candle setting scene and I really don't think that it was a sheer coincidence. Melissa promised us that she was going to make a decision that no one was expecting. She lied. She told a lie bigger than all of the lies Gonzo has told this season put together. But did we expect anything more? Sadly, no. At this point, Melissa could honestly watch Bryce having an orgy with all of the other brides, and she would still say that he is the most loving, loyal, and honest guy she's ever met. Shakespeare would be shaking if he was still alive to witness this love story, and I say that in inverted commas, RIP. Then we had the dinner party, and on the menu was everyone's favorite meal, fried Bryce. And Slim Shady returned, ready to drop even more bombs.
1: Guess who's back, 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 back again. Shady's back.
0: I know I've overdone that audio grab, but it is my last official Married at First Sight episode. So I had to play it one more time. One last time for the road. I cannot stand Sam until he's in front of Bryce, and then I'm like his biggest stan. Vote one, Sam. Slim shady shade to Bryce is so intense, it could honestly protect me from a volcano. Then we had Booker dropping the biggest bomb of the night, possibly even the season, confirming that Bryce did in fact have a secret girlfriend on the outside. But again, Melissa refused to believe her. Melissa's loyalty to the sisterhood is more disappointing than all of my ex-boyfriends put together. Anyway, I don't really have the energy to recap the whole episode because I'm not feeling the best and that episode was more hectic than a house party in Newtown at 3am and it's going to take me a whole episode to unpack the chaos. And honestly, at this point, I just cannot wait for this hot mess to be over. So let's rip the bandaid off one last time and let's get into it. Coming up today on this crappy podcast, According to Bryce, more details about that shocking nightclub incident that saw Bryce booted and involved in a physical altercation afterwards with security guards. Married at first sight, reunion bombshells, the biggest dramas that go down during the final episode of this dumpster fire of a show, praise be. Jake's secret contract with the Channel 9 that explains a lot of the things that aren't adding up with his marriage to Beck. Even more colleagues from Bryce's work come forward to spill even more tea about his shocking antics before and during Married at First Sight. Plus the bachelor babe he tried to date. I also uncovered Jason and George's secret romance that I'm going to expose in detail this episode. Plus, I'm gonna explore everything that didn't make it to air during the final dinner party, All of the scenes that were left on the cutting room floor and let me just tell you, there is a lot. The truth about Jake's relationship with his new girlfriend, Sophie, those two have been dating for a lot longer than we've been led to believe. Plus what really happened between Jake and Beck in Perth after filming, including the shocking incident that ended with police intervention. I'm also going to go into detail about Beck's secret boyfriend back home and the truth about that damning video evidence that will be played on Sunday night. So many Jake and Beck bombshells this episode actually, I've made them into an entire segment. Oh, I've also got juicy claims about Jake and another bride, Joe as well as more shocking details about Liam and Georgia following that vile homophobic video. Liam went rogue this week, actually, slamming production, so I'm going to dive headfirst into that drama too. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So... let's start with this week's spotted there's been quite a few married at first sight stars out and about this week they really don't know how to stay inside spotted georgia at burley pavilion on the gold coast the drama army spy wrote georgia is here flirting with a man laugh out loud she was also very identifiable wearing a pink sequin cocktail dress Spotted, Bryce and Melissa trying to get into a restaurant in Melbourne last week, but they got denied because they didn't have a booking. Laugh out loud. Spotted again, Bryce being booted from a Melbourne nightclub. I posted this explosive video of Bryce being booted from Bond nightclub in Melbourne on my Instagram page. If you haven't seen it already, you are one of the few people in Australia. Go and check it out. It is at so Dramatic Podcast. underscore. It honestly went viral. That video has had so many views. When I saw that video land in my inbox, it was honestly like Christmas had come early. Forget VIP service. Bryce is getting no service. Now, I have been to Bond nightclub before and let me tell you. You would have to be seriously misbehaving to get kicked out of that venue. It is so loose. Now, this person also played Vanessa Carlton over the top of the video. So you can't hear the audio. So I'm not going to bother playing it. But watching it, I was just imagining Bryce screaming at the bouncers. Do you know who I am? (laughs) Now, let me read out the eyewitness accounts that I got following this incident. I had a lot of people writing in to tell me what really went down because there were a lot of questions, a lot of rumors swirling about. The first eyewitness account is from the partner of an employee who was working at Bond nightclub on Saturday night when Bryce was kicked out. They said, yep, my partner was working there that night. He said that Bryce and his group were a bunch of idiots. I can tell you Bryce was not denied entry. He was 100% inside the venue. I watched the security footage and I couldn't see Melissa. Bryce and his massive nose can be seen in the footage though. The shade. they said, and he just confirmed that Bryce did spit at a guard. So he just confirmed that they were kicked out because of the fight. They were the instigators of the fight. And then he carried on outside of the club for over an hour. As we know, he's very self-entitled. But my partner was like, what you see on TV is a watered down version of this guy. In person, multiply that self- entitlement by 100. (laughs) So Bryce actually spat on a security guard according to this person. Like, spitting on someone is the lowest of the low, but spitting on someone during a global pandemic is the stuff of sociopaths. Honestly, that is horrible. Like he goes on about his bad edit on TV, but Bryce, how do you explain your behavior off TV then? Like who is he going to blame for this one? Beck, Sam, the producers? I cannot even with this guy. He honestly seems worse off the show than he is on it, which is truly saying something. I guess he can't use the excuse that people are creating drama for him in the experiment now because he's off the experiment and the common denominator here seems to be Bryce. Now, let me read out the second eyewitness account. This one is actually from the owner of the nightclub. So there were some rumors floating around, I think, from Bryce that... He had been attacked by a bunch of guys and got into a fight, but he was the victim in all of this. Anyway, this friend of the nightclub owner got in touch with me and dismissed all of the rumors that were floating around and said, totally not true. My friend owns Bond. I just asked him and he laughed. Bryce wasn't in any VIP area and he was refused that area on entry. There's also no glass tables in Bond. They are wood and hard metal. So Bryce claimed that I think he got dragged across glass tables or something like that. They went on and said he was turfed out for arguing and interrupting other patrons. My friend wasn't there, but staff told him. Bryce is an E grade public person. He will definitely not be allowed back in. He didn't book, he booked under someone else's name that he used. Another person knows the person's name and they weren't even in the group that night. They then said no police or ambulance were called. It was described as a thug altercation. No one knew who they actually were. Bryce was announcing who he was the whole time. No staff even watched the show. Lol. They then added, he's disgusting. Then after circulating this statement about what went on, um, Bryce then went on the Today Show and said that he was attacked in the nightclub and Melissa's sister was also attacked and they both needed to have surgery. He said he had teeth fixed or something. This was on the Today Show. Let me play you that audio now.
2: A lot of, I mean, you see a lot of media things trying to take you down and give you gotcha moments on like, you know, on, on websites and stuff like that. How are you both holding up under that scrutiny and pressure? I think all right until the weekend. Uh, there's no secret we were involved in an incident uh, in Melbourne, a nightclub where we got cowardly attacked. Um, got some teeth replaced and uh, her sister got operated on and put in hospital, um, as did someone else that was involved in this incident when we got sort of attacked out of nowhere in a nightclub. Um, but... Gossip Pages want to say it was me spitting at someone and uh, attacking bouncers, which isn't true. And I guess people can say whatever they want and people take it as gospel. Um, At least I can use this platform to say what the truth was. And uh, the police can also come out and say it too with CCTV footage. So it's disappointing that Gossip Pages want to just do that and gossip about our relationship. But, hey, uh, it's kind of nice at the same time too because all they're doing is building our profile for when we finish the show. So thanks, guys.
0: Um... So, yeah, that's what Bryce said about the incident. But I mean, we've all seen the video. And in the video, we can all actually see him spitting on someone, not to mention that the actual security guards confirm that that is what happened. So, and not only that, I had someone who actually saw the CCTV footage contact me with that eyewitness statement. So, who are we going to believe here, Bryce or the owner of the club? and a staff member. Look, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. I know what I saw, I know what I heard. I just think Bryce is like Shaggy when he said it wasn't me, but it was you Bryce. And there is literally all of the evidence saying that it was you as well. That incident was honestly so shocking. I think that's the moment of the season. I have seen NRL players behave better on a Mad Monday celebration than Bryce during this season of Married at First Sight. Now, Bryce was also spotted later this week buying an engagement ring and flowers, presumably for Melissa. This spot was by a paparazzi, a Daily Mail pap, who just happened to be at the exact same jewelry store in Melbourne, Despite living in Sydney, at the exact same time that Bryce walked into this obscure goldmark store, I thought Bryce thought he was God's gift to women. Why didn't he just wrap himself up and put a bow on himself for Melissa? I'm also told that after the jewelry store visit, he made his way to the chemist to buy an emergency pregnancy test, and the paps also busted him there too. And those pictures will be in New Idea on Monday spotted The Bachelorette's Trent Cray on Married at First Sight as Beck's best friend. The reality TV pyramid scheme truly knows no bounds. Trent had a cameo on Married at First Sight as Beck's BFFL and he honestly said more during this scene than his entire time on The Bachelorette. So well done to Trent but seriously the reality TV world is more incestual than a cult spotted Bryce and Melissa's matching tattoos so Bryce and Melissa appear to have gotten well not appear they definitely have gotten matching tattoos since filming ended they debuted their new matching ink at the reunion dinner party and trusty drama army spies spotted it so they both got a kite on their wrist in the exact same spot and honestly Melissa must be literally as high as a kite to do that like does she know that tattoos are permanent It honestly reminds me of The Handmaid's Tale where they brand The Handmaid's on entry. Praise be. I shared an image of this on Instagram. Go and have a look. It is truly terrifying. At first glance, I actually thought that it was sperm, (laughs) but it's definitely a kite. And I think the kite is symbolic. Symbolic for wanting to be free, but tied down by a piece of shit. I mean, string. Spotted Jason watching his final vows with his housemate. He was throwing up a licking pussy sign. Charming. I've also shared that video on Instagram at sodramaticpodcast underscore. Go and have a look. I cannot believe that this guy is in his late 30s. It is honestly a blessing in disguise for Alana that he dumped her over text after filming because he is not worthy of our queen, Alana. Spotted Jake at a winery in Adelaide with his new girlfriend, Sophie. The drama army spy said... Jake was purposely looking around to be noticed. Mum and I were laughing at the real life viewing of him and dad was like, who the hell is this bloke thinking he's king shit celebrity? So he walked up to him and was like, oi, mate, why are you looking around to be noticed? Are you famous or something? Then Jake awkwardly replied, yeah, you could say that. I'm unmarried at first sight and I'm also an ex AFL player from Victoria. Dad then said, Ugh, I don't watch that shit and walked away. <laughs> This was after a very long day of wine tasting. He's not usually that rude, just a larrikin smartass, and took the challenge. Jake felt so small for a second. It was actually kind of funny to watch him realise that he's not so great. Ouch! Their words, not mine.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: Speaking of Jake the Snake, one of Jake's friends have confirmed that he only went on married at first sight to further his business, and he's still definitely not over his ex fiance Paige. They told So Dramatic, we were out in a nightclub a few weeks ago and Jake broke down crying, saying that he only went on the show for his business and that he never meant to hurt Paige and that he missed her and wanted her back. Now, this also backs up another piece of intel I received from another contestant who revealed that Jake had a special clause in his contract that enabled him to promote his business. They said Jake was boasting about how he had a different contract to everyone else. Part of it was to promote his clothing label, SPK Clothing, usually they don't let contestants wear any branded clothing during filming, but Jake not only had it written into his contract that he could wear the label, he also made them agree to make the other contestants wear it and promote it and made them include a certain number of shots to promote the brand. He got to wear and do whatever he wanted. He was definitely on a different contract to the rest of us. I heard whispers he was also paid more than everyone else as well. Now, one contestant went one step further, spilling even more tea about Jake and this secret contract. They said that Jake actually threatened to quit the show in the first few weeks of production because he was worried about how he was going to be portrayed. They said Jake is being made to look good because of his charity. At the very beginning of the show, in the first week or two, he was actually threatening to leave. I don't think he'd actually signed his contract yet or if he had, he signed a new one. What happened was we all kind of got busted for going out drinking and Jake's identity had been leaked. Then his ex started bagging him out on social media. Jake had to have a conversation with Tara and was like, I want to leave because I can't have this show fuck up my reputation. Tara was begging him to stay on the show. Jake had secret negotiations with Tara, the executive producer, and he made some sort of deal or promise that he wasn't going to be portrayed badly on the show and ruin his charity reputation. Rebecca even got asked to pretend to sweep things under the rug. For example she was made to pretend that he hadn't come home and thrown up in a hotel room at night and she had to pretend that she was just pissed off that he'd gone out with the boys. They asked Beck can you please do this for us because we can't talk about what actually happened. There were a lot of times where she had to downplay things to make her look bad and make him look good. It's unfair because Beck's reputation is now destroyed. They really played her.
1: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: Now, another piece of intel I received about Jake and his ex-fiance, which may explain why she hasn't come out and done an interview about their relationship just yet. Now, this is because he has put a gag order on her. One source explains, when Jake got wind that Paige was slamming him on social media after he was announced to be going on the show, he got his lawyers to send her a cease and desist letter demanding that she immediately stop mentioning his name in the media. He also threatened to sue her for defamation. He was trying to scare her so she wouldn't release any more dirt on him. However, everything she's ever said about him is the truth. Jake was shitting himself on the show about what Paige was going to come out and say about him. Paige has some very incriminating evidence of him, and he's been freaking out that she's going to release it and ruin his squeaky clean image. I've also been told that Paige is complaining to her friends about the great edit that Jake is getting, and he's nothing like he's being portrayed in real life.
1: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: Guys, another week, another one of Bryce's former colleagues with even more tea to spill to So Dramatic. The limit just does not exist when it comes to colleagues of Bryce wanting to expose him. This one is from the hit Canberra office. An employee dished, when I spoke to Bryce prior to the show starting, he was gloating about being the center and cause of some of the biggest fights on the show. His head was already big before the show had even aired. He openly told people that he was going on Married at First Sight, even though he was still with a girl at the time and he was proud of it. It was so bizarre. There was a lot of juice flowing around Canberra before filming even started. Gah, pig. A second source from the hit Canberra offers said that Bryce actually bagged out his girlfriend Courtney before married at first sight. They said Bryce would regularly make comments to our offers about Courtney's appearance back in the early days when they first started going out. He said he hated her hair color. He wanted her to dye it blonde and he would complain about the gap in her front teeth. Fuck me. The audacity. The lion, the witch and the audacity of this bitch. This Courtney girl for the record, if you haven't seen the photos that I posted on Instagram is absolutely stunning, way above Bryce's standards. Although, I mean, there really isn't any woman in Australia who isn't. And he is measuring the space between her front teeth and the shade of her hair color. Bryce is honestly as shallow as a puddle on a hot summer's day. Now a third source, this isn't a work colleague. This is just a random person who knew a work colleague of Bryce wrote in saying, the weirdest thing just happened. Our gardener came in after finishing, and I was talking to him about how my dad used to be in broadcasting for decades, and he said that he was as well. He then told me how he was a program manager for a radio station in Bundaberg and how Bryce used to work there, and how he ended up quitting because he couldn't stand him, and that Bryce didn't like being told what to do, so he went on a rampage to discredit his reputation, and it was just so bad that he ended up moving to Brisbane. Nobody who's worked with him seems to actually like him. This guy sounds like a cyclone of destruction. Move over Cyrell, you've got nothing on Cyclone Bryce.
1: Oh my God, oh my
0: God. Another little tidbit before I move on to the other contestants this episode. We've had enough Bryce tea to last a lifetime. According to another colleague of Bryce, Bryce actually tried to crack on to a former bachelor babe, Emily Dibden. This was at the start of his relationship with Courtney, I'm told. The former friend says Emily's the girlfriend of the breakfast radio host in Canberra, Josh. They broke up and Bryce kept asking her to dinner and drinks, despite being workmates with Josh. He did it behind his back and Josh was absolutely livid when he found out. Bryce was telling people how he wanted to take Emily to dinner and drinks to learn all about reality TV. Bryce, 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 Bryce. All you need to know about reality TV is that you shouldn't have done it. Okay, this next one is T, T E A, a huge bombshell. Before breaking up with Liam, I am told by one of Georgia's close friends that she actually hooked up with another groom, Jason. They said Georgia has been hooking up with Jason. Although her and Liam are making out like they're still together, they are not. So I received this tip a little while ago and I only just found it in my inbox. So sorry about the delay, guys. It's a little bit outdated. They went on, Georgia first hooked up with Jason after she was out with him and Johnny in Brisbane, which means they both cheated on Alana and Liam that night as it was before the final vows. Wow, explosive allegations. Are there any decent people on this show? The morals on this show are honestly more non-existent than my dating life.
1: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: Let's talk about Slim Shady.
2: Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's bugetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms.
0: Sorry, I just wanted an excuse to play Eminem again, TVH. So Sam started off this season as the villain after his degrading comments about his wife Coco. However, As the season's gone on, he's almost progressed into an anti bryce hero. I guess we've seen more bad behavior than his initial comments to Coco, so in comparison, he really looks like a good guy. One contestant tells me that Sam was nowhere near as bad as Bryce or some of the other grooms, for example, Jason. They said, don't get me wrong, Sam made some horrible comments about Coco early on, but he redeemed himself later on. He was trying to learn from the things that he said, and he took on the advice from the other contestants when they explained why some of his comments were problematic. He then thanked them for their feedback, admitted fault, and said that he would try to be a better person. He was quite ignorant, but now he's actively learning about feminism and the history behind it. He's trying to understand why the things that he said were not okay, and he said, oh my God, I can't believe that I actually said that. I'm so humiliated. I want to learn and try to be better. He's admitted fault and said that he's going to work on himself to grow and become a better person. I mean, good to hear. That is all we can ask for, isn't it?
1: Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: We all saw Bryce at the center of drama as usual during the very last dinner party this week. Because let's be honest, the limit does not exist when it comes to how many dinner parties we need to discuss Bryce and his secret girlfriend back home. So he was involved in arguments with just about everyone. What's new? Now, one contestant has revealed that Bryce came prepared. Let me explain. They said, this is actually really funny and pathetic at the same time. But Bryce actually brought a piece of paper to the reunion and it had all of our names on it and everyone he wanted to throw shade on. He had prepared insults for each person and things that he wanted to address with them. He legit pulled this piece of paper out to see what he'd written and Beck saw him do this and then pulled him up on it and then he quickly put it back in his jacket. Then Beck kept asking him to pull it out and he went into his shell and turned bright red, Bryce red. Just a side note, I love how Bryce also like refers to the experiment as a competition. Like he's literally said that in interviews, like, or me and Melissa in the competition. Bryce, you have won nothing but enemies.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: Some more tea about a scene that wasn't shown. Apparently Bryce was speaking about having children with Melissa at the final dinner party. One contestant dishes. So at the dinner party, Alana was saying that Bryce was going to be the most hated person in Australia when this all aired. Then Bryce replied saying, how dare you say that? Melissa could be pregnant right now. How do you know that she isn't? And then everyone was like, what the hell? why would you use being pregnant as an excuse for your behavior? It was like he was using it as a defense against himself and using Melissa and the potential baby as a pawn in his game to make up for his bad behavior or to justify or prove their relationship. It was almost as if he was saying, look, it did work out. You guys were all wrong. We're in love. But we all know Bryce will die with a lie to protect his ego. He doesn't know what real love is. It's all just about what someone can do for him. And at the moment, Melissa's filling a purpose for him. I think he probably thinks, oh my God, she thinks I'm amazing. So she's feeding this ego and belief that he has of himself. He thinks he's amazing and she does too. So he's like, oh my God, finally someone sees how awesome I am. They added, they are like the Heidi and Spencer of Australia. And I have to agree with that.
1: Oh my God, oh my God.
0: Let me just go through the reunion bombshells that will be playing out during the final episode. So lots of drama to go down with Coco and Samantha at the reunion. Lots of heated words get exchanged between them. And it gets so heated, in fact, that Coco ends up leaving the reunion and not returning. One contestant explains, Videos of Coco and Cam's meetups are shown. Then the experts turn on Coco and blame her for the whole thing. John says something like, Coco, you've got a history of deceit and lies. And he was insinuating that she had spoken to him confidentially about her past relationships and he was legit leaking their private conversation, which is a big no-no for a psychologist. It was almost an attack on Coco, but he didn't say anything to Cam about his behavior. They just blamed the woman. Standard. The contestant added, They made Coco out to be this horrible woman who had betrayed Samantha with lies and deceit, but said nothing to Cam. Coco was holding back tears the whole time. She was really upset. She ended up leaving early, actually, immediately after her turn on the couch. We had a break and she just didn't come back. She hasn't been coping. She felt really betrayed by production and her producer because they really convinced her that if she pursued something with Cam it would be understandable because of the situation that both of those couples were in and that they would go off the fact that she came here to find love and so she should pursue it with Cam because they convinced her that the good side of her would be shown and she fell for it. Bryce and Melissa, they were on the couch for ages, I am told. They had three videos played, so it was like one bombshell after the next. One of the videos showed Bryce crying and everyone was like, come on, crocodile tears. Then they showed the video of Jason and his friends saying the stuff about the girlfriend and the gift, which was all true. So Jason Roses makes another appearance. Hallelujah. The contestant then says, Even when they showed the video evidence of Bryce's friends being secretly filmed and revealing the truth about the girlfriend and the gift, Bryce and Melissa still had excuses. They said that they spoke to the friends after filming and they had been tricked by producers into saying that. They claimed that producers fed them that information and were told what to say, but no one was buying it, not even the experts. They said, so you're telling us that you think your friends are not only liars, but really bad actors as well. And everyone else who had the exact same information and the exact same story about the girlfriend and the gift were also lying too. And Bryce and Melissa were like, yeah, Everyone is just really good at acting. The experts kept trying to point out things to Bryce, but he wouldn't take any of it. He just kept saying, oh, but you know, everyone was attacking me. Everyone wants us to break up. This is all just part of the show. We were the victims here. And everyone else was like, no, no one wants you to break up. We just want you to own your shit. Bryce created a web of lies. He never wants to be painted in a bad light and will do anything to protect his image. True that. They then asked Melissa if she still loves Bryce after seeing all of this damning evidence. And she was like, I don't know what to say. But then afterwards, they just kind of walked off together and were sitting there with their hands on each other's laps. She didn't give a fuck at all about what she'd been shown. It's really sad. It seems like she's from the 1940s with that kind of mentality. Seriously, Melissa would hide a body for Bryce at this point and not even bat an eyelid. As much as I'm distressed by the footage I've seen of Bryce and Melissa, I also think that at this point, (laughs) they should get a standing ovation for the many memes and life lessons they have provided Australia with this year. Now, just quickly, the couples that are still together, I've had a few inboxes asking me which couples are still together to this day, present time. So I can confirm that the couples that are still together to this day are Kerry and Johnny, Bryce and Melissa, and Patrick and Belinda. No surprises there. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So we've all seen Jake Edwards publicly flaunting his relationship with new girlfriend Sophie Gardini, despite breaching the terms of his married at first sight contract in doing so which clearly states that they are not allowed to be seen with any new partners in public or on social media until the final episode airs. Now this week, Jake actually flew to her hometown of Adelaide to meet her parents. She also shared a photo of him with her two sons, Ryder and Kai. So it looks like things are moving very quickly between them. Things are looking very serious. However, a close friend of Jake's has revealed that this relationship isn't as new as we've been led to believe close friend of Jake say that they were actually talking on Instagram during filming. They said Jake and Sophie were definitely in contact while he was on Married at First Sight. He first hit her up on Instagram. I'm pretty sure they never met before filming but halfway through the show he decided that he wanted a famous girlfriend so he started liking photos and DMing a few and Sophie took the bait and was keen. He was trying to get her attention to date him for ages because of her huge social media following, and he talked himself up being on Married at First Sight to appeal to her. One contestant has backed up these claims, telling So Dramatic, "'Beck told us that Jake kept mentioning this Sophie chick during the experiment. They were talking the entire time, and it was something that Beck kept confronting Jake over.' I think he asked Beck if she'd heard of her or something like that and Beck had no idea who she was. Beck then asked us if we'd heard of her. Then Jake kept saying that they were really good friends and he was talking to her the whole time and Beck obviously felt confused by it all. It made her question if he was even on the show for genuine reasons or if he was just there for fame. Beck also mentioned that Jake was always talking about the clout. Beck knows a lot of famous people and Jake was always asking her about her famous friends and if he could speak to them or meet them. Now, I've also been sent a photo of Sophie posing in red lingerie and holding a bunch of red roses on Valentine's Day. Jake's friend contacted me this week with some info and they also sent the screenshot of this photo that had been posted on Instagram, but it's since been deleted. They said the flowers were from Jake. He was in Sydney at the time filming the reunion. So this would have been February. So at the reunion, we can pretty much assume that they were dating. I then asked this friend why Jake is giving zero fucks about his contract and publicly flaunting his new relationship despite the show not being over yet. They said, he's an idiot. He's got such a good edit on the show being portrayed as Mr. Nice Guy, when actually that's not even what he's like at all in real life. And he's just thrown his relationship with Channel 9 down the drain. He's stuffed up any future opportunities with them because he's been parading around with Sophie on social media. He doesn't care about the show anymore, and he just wants to be loud and proud with her. He's just so in love that he doesn't care about anything else at the moment. He's ditched all of his friends and family for her, and he won't take their advice when they've been trying to help him. I hope she genuinely likes him back. Now, just a little update on their relationship. Apparently, things are so serious between them that the friend says that Jake has recently moved in with Sophie on the Gold Coast. And as I mentioned last weekend, she also took him to meet her parents in Adelaide. And then this weekend, she posted a family portrait of Jake with her two sons Ryder and Kai. So it seems like things are very serious. Now I'm gonna spill some more tea about Beck and Jake's relationship on Married at First Sight because things are just not quite adding up to what I've heard and what is being played out on screen. I honestly don't know how these two lasted so long. And I think everyone else is thinking the same. Like Jake is hot beck is hot but aside from that they literally have nothing else in common at unbox barbie and ken have more chemistry now during the finale episode on wednesday night jake claimed that beck hadn't put in any effort to make their relationship work on the outside however i have been told that this wasn't exactly the case beck had actually gone to see jake in melbourne first before Jake had ever traveled to Perth. But this part of the conversation was left on the cutting room floor and never mentioned by Jake, who made out like he was the one who had put in all the effort and flown halfway across the country to see Beck. I actually think he said exactly that he traveled to Perth and she'd made no effort to see him. Now, that is not exactly true. But there's also another part to this conversation that was left out. Beck confronted Jake at the final dinner party over an incident between them that ended in Beck having to get police involved. Yes, There was an incident between Jake and Beck that ended in police intervention. One contestant dishes, the last time Beck had seen Jake was in Perth and Beck had to go and find police because he was allegedly harassing her. It was in Scarborough and Booker and Beck were there but they left before the incident occurred. However, apparently around 1000 other people were there to witness it. Jake was drunk again. This is the exact destructive behavior that Beck's mum was going on about during that Zoom call but none of it was ever aired so none of it made sense. Beck's mum had seen the unedited version of the commitment ceremony with her brother and they were not happy with Jake's behavior, but again, none of it was shown. Jake was being so aggressive to Beck during this incident that Beck had to go and get police and they put her in a cab safely to get away from Jake. Jake was trying to get in the cab with her still and the police had to pull him back. He was extremely intoxicated. Jake and Beck had planned to spend all of this time together in Perth, but after the way he treated her during that incident, Beck was really shaken up and didn't want to see him again. So instead of spending new years with Jake as planned, she actually went away with her friends and asked Jake not to stay in Perth. However, he stayed in Perth for work, not for Beck as he claimed during the final dinner party. Jake made out like he spent all of his time in Perth waiting for Beck and that she made no effort to see him but the truth was that he went there for work and Beck made it clear that she didn't wanna see him after the incident. So Jake chose to stay in Perth and spent New Years with Booker and Beth, and that is when he kissed Booker. During the dinner party, it was also made out like Jake and Beck broke up over this kiss. However, I'm told that that was not exactly the case either and that it was edited to look like that. One contestant says, Jake and Beck definitely did not break up over the kiss and they have edited it to be that way and it's 100% not true. Beck forgave him for the kiss once her initial anger died down. She realized she couldn't be angry about a New Year's peck. They actually broke up over the way that he behaved after the kiss. He was blaming Beck for his behavior and trying to play the victim, saying that it didn't happen and that it was just a kiss on the cheek even though she had the footage. Beck just wanted him to own up for his behavior and apologize, but he wouldn't. The contestant adds, they edited the reunion scene about the kiss really incorrectly. Beck said the kiss wasn't what had broke the camel's back, but they edit it to make it say that it was and make the kiss scene appear more of a big deal and drama than it actually was because they had given them nothing else to use. So they blew that up to be way more dramatic than it actually was. Beck and Booker were still really good friends at this point and there was no animosity between them. Producers also knew that Jake and Beck had hooked up and made up since. And not only that, but Jake and Beck were on such good terms during that dinner party that they actually reunited again at the reunion and hooked up during that time in Sydney. Now, according to a close friend of Beck's, she was actually so keen to see if things could work out with Jake on the outside and willing to put the effort in, so much so that she introduced Jake to her sister, brother-in-law and all of her friends. However, when they met Jake, they were not fans at all and they told Beck that he was fake and not genuine. We also saw Jake during the dinner party say that he was actually planning to move to Perth for Beck. However, this friend tells So Dramatic that that is not exactly the case either. He was actually already moving to Perth for business. The friend has also supplied a screenshot of a text message exchange between Jake and Beck. Let me read it out for you. So Beck said to Jake, I'm not spending my Monday texting nonsense getting anywhere and I'm definitely not sitting in front of you. Listen to this either. Jake replied saying, sure. Reunion it is. If you change your mind, let me know. I'm here until Friday. And by the way, there is something you should know. I wasn't going to tell you because I didn't want you thinking it was for you and freaking out, but I'm moving to Perth late February, early March. I'm involved in a $5 billion deal. I need to be here. Beck replied saying, that's fine. Why would I change my mind with the way you're acting? It's not my reputation on the line here. And then Jake said, I'm comfortable with my reputation, Beck, and me having to explain this. Beck wrote back, okay. And then Jake said, I'm so sorry about all of this, Beck. So Jake's making out like he was going to pack up everything and move to Perth for Beck when really he was moving there for work. Wow. Channel 9 doesn't need to pay any of their energy bills this season. There is enough gaslighting in this series to keep them going for years. Also, $5 billion. Surely that cannot be true. Surely if there was a deal that big going down in Australia, wouldn't that make the news? Like that is a pretty big charity deal to go unnoticed, right? Now the main drama at the reunion with the experts on Sunday Is this footage of Beck hooking up with another guy back home in Perth during filming. I went into detail about this incident in episode 57 so go back and listen to that if you want a deeper dive into this huge drama that unfolds. But basically Beck went home to Perth to visit her sick dog and when she was there she was doing video diaries to keep in touch with Jake. During one of these videos she thinks that she's turned the camera off but accidentally films herself going over to a sofa and kissing someone else. So the producers have this footage of this happening and they are going to play it at the reunion. However, I am told that they're gonna blow the guy's face that she was caught kissing. And apparently in the video, he's also seen pulling her off the floor or something like that. Now it was assumed that the guy involved was Beck's ex-boyfriend, Ben. However, I've been told that it wasn't Ben. It was in fact, another ex-boyfriend. One contestant tells so dramatic: the guy in the video isn't her ex, Ben, by the way. Beck went back home to Perth on the condition from the producers that she wasn't allowed out of her house because they were worried that she would get COVID and wouldn't be able to return and would ruin their filming schedule, so she wasn't even allowed to take her dog out to his appointments. So Beck asked this guy that she used to date if he could take Oscar to the vet and he said yes. He comes into Beck's house and literally grabs her and gives her this big hug and kiss and that's what will be played. Beck told everyone that after that scene that's gonna be shown, she actually said to this guy, don't get carried away, you're here for my dog. Then he apologizes, takes the dog and leaves. But that part of the video will be cut out for dramatic effect. Apparently, Beck was only home in Perth for less than 24 hours in total, and then she was made to spend two days in a hotel in Bondi without seeing anyone else, just so that they could make a storyline about her having this so-called affair. Another contestant dishes even more details about this video evidence. They said, They were playing all of this cute footage of Beck and her dog back home. And then there was one shot where she was filming and the phone fell down on the bed. And then you hear this guy's voice and she jumps up and squeals and she's like, ah, you're here. And then everyone was going, oh, my God, who the hell is that? And then Beck tried to say that it was her brother. So the cast was sitting there all genuinely confused about what was going on and then they asked Jake if it really was her brother. Jake said he wasn't sure, so he asked to see the footage again, and then they replayed it and froze it on this guy's face and zoomed in. It was just a few seconds. They didn't make out or anything like that. They were just smooching, but you could tell that it was obviously someone who she was more than just friends with. Beck was sitting there shaking, going, oh my god, FFF. She then said that it was just a friendly peck she gave to her ex, who was apparently just picking up her sick dog. There wasn't much said about it after that, and Beck just said, whatever, it doesn't matter anyway, we're over. She made out like it wasn't the big deal everyone was making it out to be, there was no sex involved, it was just a quick peck between her and this guy. They were the last couple at the reunion to sit on the couch, and that was the last thing that everyone saw. And Beck was really shook by having to talk about this thing and reveal it. Jake ends up walking out. He was still really hurt about it because Beck had been so upset about the New Year's kiss he had with Booker. Everyone was really shocked because she was so angry at Booker and Jake's New Year's kiss. Then Beck got so upset she went outside and had to be consoled by Beth. Now that is not the only video floating around about alleged infidelity between Jake and Beck. I've also been sent a video of Jake and Joe apparently caught out walking off together after a night out and during filming. Not only were they walking very closely together, But James apparently overheard Jake say to Joe, anything could happen with us outside of the experiment once it's over. Jake thought that James couldn't hear or see them, but he could and he was filming. That is why James was always so jealous about Joe and Jake, because they were always flirting with each other during filming. But again, none of this was shown. This show should honestly be renamed Swingers at First Sight or Cheating at First Sight. There is just way too much partner swapping going on for my liking. Now I'm gonna put that video of Joe and Jake up on Instagram. You guys can take a look for yourself and let me know what you think about that. One more tidbit before we get on to the next segment. One contestant says, There is so much more to why Beck was pissed off with Jake during the season, but none of it was shown. They didn't show any of the context around her outburst to him. He was always drunk and sloppy and yelling at her, but they just made Beck out to be this bitch for no reason. There was so much more to it and so much more to why she was always pissed off with Jake, but it never got aired. And she was just constantly like, I cannot believe they are not showing any of the context around what I was saying. And it's all just really sad.
2: This is bad behaviour. Everybody
0: calm down. It's the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. Last episode, I revealed a number of shocking details relating to the homophobic, fatphobic and racist video that Jason made about Liam. Listen to episode 65 for the full details about that shocking incident or go to my Instagram to see the full video. Now, one of them was the fact that Liam had put on weight before the show due to medication he'd been put on following the removal of a tumor, something which Georgia knew about. Now, after seeing the video, Liam was left distraught by this and it took a huge toll on him mentally. In fact, it affected his mental health so bad that he lost a significant amount of weight afterwards. One friend of Liam's tells So Dramatic, after seeing the video, Liam became extremely self-conscious about his weight. He was hardly eating and he would go to the gym for hours each day trying to lose weight. It was scary to watch. We all told him that he wasn't fat, but obviously all he could think about were those horrible comments that had been made about his weight in the video. Liam has been really struggling reliving this whole situation again this week. Now, a lot of you were also inboxing me this week asking what Georgia was referring to when she mentioned Liam's complicated upbringing and that he didn't know how to be loved. The friend has explained the backstory to Liam's sad upbringing. Um, Just a little bit of a trigger warning here. This next bit does discuss domestic violence. So if that is a trigger for you, please skip ahead a little bit. The friend said Liam's dad left when he was 10 And after that his mother met someone else and from 11 to 17 he was raised in a heavily domestic violence household he saw his mother being beaten up by her partner and he would have to help her in those situations liam would try to protect his mother but at age 17 during one incident where he was standing up for her it didn't end well and he got kicked out after that basically. Liam filmed all of this for his backstory and on his honeymoon when they were writing letters to each other, Liam also told Georgia about it then, but none of it got aired. So that is the context that we were missing for that. Now we all saw Liam and Georgia's drama play out during this week of Married at First Sight. However, it was edited very differently to what I'm told actually went down. The cutting room floor of this season of Married at First Sight must honestly be covered in leftover scenes. One can and dishes to so dramatic after george's final vows liam asked her if she could explain how he gaslighted her but she couldn't this was because her mum actually wrote her speech that she read out and she made sure that she would come off looking good so none of it made sense or was true in her vows she also said you humiliated me and you degraded me but that was because Liam was upset about the comment Georgia's brother made about wanting to punch him in the face and the comment Georgia made about not wanting to date Liam because he didn't look good on Instagram. In her vows, Georgia said, you might lose the best thing you ever had, but let's not forget three days earlier, she was letting someone slag her husband off and laughing at how much hotter she was. It doesn't make any sense. I've also been told that there was a huge chunk from Georgia and Liam's final vows that were left on the cutting room floor. One source explains to So Dramatic. When Liam walked off, as we saw, that wasn't him walking off for good. That was actually him walking off to have a break. He was gone for 10 minutes, but then he came back. When he came back, he apologized to Georgia for his comments at the dinner party about his friends not liking her and said he doesn't have a problem with her glamorous side. He also explained that he was very upset about the comment her brother had made about wanting to punch him in the face and the comment she made about him on Instagram. But again, none of this was shown. They made out like as soon as Georgia finished her speech, Liam went to town on her, but there was actually a 30 to 40 minute conversation between them that took place. Liam had to take a break to think about it all. Liam kept asking Georgia okay what should we do now then and all she could say is I don't know. Georgia was crying and saying but I love you too but she didn't say that in her speech and she said that she'd regretted listening to her mum. They then both decided that it was best to part ways but in the edit they showed none of this and ended it when Liam walked off the first time. They didn't show him coming back and trying to sort things out with Georgia. Now, more tea from other contestants on this matter. The first one says, I can mention that before the final vows, Georgia was actually in the apartment watching Stacey Hampton's final vow episode from last season. She was trying to get ideas. The second contestant says, Georgia went around telling people Liam's wedding speech was amazing. So I've got a win at final vows. The third one says, Liam was in tears after the final dinner party, after his argument with Georgia, and Georgia actually said the best thing she could do now was leave him at the final vows because she would then look like the heartbroken one. The fourth contestant says, Georgia's mum stayed in Sydney the whole time during filming. She moved to Sydney when Georgia did so that she could be close to her during filming. Every second Georgia got free, she would leave to go and be with her mum. Now let's break down the reunion dinner party. So we can't deny that Liam was a straight up savage when he (laughs) walked in and refused to say hello to Georgia. I'm not going to deny that. But I think a lot of you hadn't realized that this was actually after he'd watched that horrible homophobic video that Georgia had made about him with Jason and Johnny. One contestant tells so dramatic, yes, Liam did look really bad when he walked into the reunion and ignored Georgia. However, that was because he'd seen the video that she'd made about him in the time since they last saw each other. It wasn't just Georgia that he ignored. He also ignored the other people involved, Jason, Johnny, and Kerry. Joe actually went up to Liam when he first walked in and said, Hey, Georgia's been saying some horrible things about you to me and Samantha. Joe had pulled Georgia up on it and said, I think you need to stop running Liam down and wait until he's here to tell his side of the story. When he arrived, Liam then called Georgia out for the video, and Georgia actually apologized, and he said back to her, You're not sorry. You're only sorry that you've been caught. Then Georgia didn't say anything after that. And then all of the girls went to town on her and Jason, but none of this was shown. Now, after this episode aired, Liam was understandably very upset and angry that none of the truth about what actually had gone down at the reunion made it to air. In fact, the video wasn't even mentioned, not once. As I said last episode, the producers actually asked the contestants to destroy the footage because they wanted to sweep the whole thing under the rug and pretend that it didn't happen because it would be a bad look for the show and for Jason. So frustrated by being silenced and also I guess made out to look like the bad guy when in fact he's actually the victim in all of this, Liam made a video and posted it on Snapchat explaining what had actually gone down. Now I was able to get my hands on this video and I leaked it on Instagram after the episode aired. Let me play it now for you.
2: How in God's name are you guys covering this edit up? Tonight was solely based around the video that came out from Georgia, Johnny, Jason. That video was fucking disgusting. And tonight at the very start of the dinner party, we all went to town. I questioned... Jason about the video. I pulled Georgia up on this video. Jason just sat there with the fucking smug look on his face and didn't even wanna talk about it. Georgia sat there and said that she was sorry. And then I said to her, no, you're only sorry because you've been caught out. And then everyone else jumped in and we talked about it. But to literally sit there and edit this out and make me look like I just walked in there and ignored Georgia for shits and gigs is purely disgusting. This would have to be the most shameless, disgustness edit I've ever seen. To sit there and play, like I would never ever diss the edit team, but to sit there and not show me walk into the reunion and ignore Jason straight up and then walk around and then ignore Georgia because of the video and then go over and sit with Patty and tell him it's because of the video and that is why I'm ignoring them. And to make out like I just ignored Georgia, that is fucked on so many levels. That is not how that night went. Even that conversation with Joe did not go like that. I explained the video and now you guys are not coming out with this video. Fucking poor form, mate. All I've got to say is thank you so much to So Dramatic who is literally out there, who is not afraid to speak the truth and actually say what's been happening. Like, this has been fucking disgusting. This edit is fucked up on so many levels, and they've just hidden so much. Like, we all went to town on this disgusting video, the homophobic fat-shaming video. I brought it to the attention at the table, and we all went to town. Bryce said that... um He even said to me, oh, it just sounds like you're jealous you didn't get invited to the party. Like, what the fuck? All I'm going to say is what So Dramatic is coming out with, she's spot on with everything. And this edit was poor tonight, like just poor form with hiding such a, a video that should be spoken about because it caused so many effects and so many relationships. The fact that me and Alana sat there and we went rogue because of this video, because not only did this video affect me, it affected Alana's relationship with Jason, because Jason wouldn't even apologize for what he said to me and the racist slurs he said to Alana. Like, mate, this video affected so many people and it's just been brushed under the rug like it's nothing. And I made out like I'm the dick. Like, yes, I went to the dinner party. Yes, I was harsh and I was brutal with my words, but all I said to Georgia is my friends and family wouldn't like her. I didn't say I wouldn't accept her. Even that was highly edited because half that was gym jammed mashed together to make it like I was just right brittle dick to her. If you guys all notice, come the very end, I even said to Georgia, I'm sorry you, and you had to go through that. Why the fuck would I just say that to her after I said that? There's more to the edit you're not seeing and it's just, it blows my mind. And tonight it was just like, I would never just walk in there and ignore Georgia. All right guys, I promise you this rant is almost over, but what I was trying to get across and why I'm here is yes, don't believe everything you see. I'm a proud bisexual man, and I'm not gonna sit here and let people who are uneducated slag me off and slag off the LGBTQI plus community because you guys are uneducated. You get people, oh, he's licensed on his Like he's definitely gay, he should've married a dude. If I wanted to marry a fucking dude, I would've done it. There's no issue there whatsoever. But the fact that this video came out, the fact that four cast members sat there and made this disgusting fucking video and then I bring it and Alana brings it to the attention at the reunion and now it's going kind to of swept under the rug. Well, guess what? Knock, knock. It's 2021. I'm kicking this door in and we're going to fucking talk about it because I want people to come out. I want people to be proud and to be to know that fuck the haters, mate. <sighs> All right, my red's fucking over now.
0: Well done to Liam for standing up for himself, I guess, and getting the truth out there. Like that takes a lot of guts. So well done, Liam, for speaking your truth. Now, Channel Nine have gone to extreme lengths to sweep this homophobic video under the rug, as Liam said, and basically protect the narrative that they put onto our screens. They uploaded a video clip on their Instagram of Liam walking out of the final vows, and it was actually bombarded with comments from, I'm guessing, the Drama Army, directing others to Liam's video on my page that I'd leaked so that people could basically get the full story about what had happened and the full truth. And there was a lot of pro Liam comments sticking up for him and calling out the disgraceful and unfair editing job. You guys are the real MVPs. You are seriously doing God's work. Well done. Now, they started deleting any comments about the unfair editing and any comments basically pro-Liam and revealing the truth about what had gone down. Now, the comments became impossible for the social media team to monitor. So what they did was they ended up just deleting the entire clip altogether. The next day, they also didn't include Liam in the fashion gallery that they put up of all the contestants. I guess to avoid even more comments speaking the truth. This entire show is honestly just one big cover up and it seriously needs to be investigated for misconduct. It is so appalling. Channel 9 had absolutely zero care about the way they portrayed Liam and the way that he was going to be unfairly attacked after this episode from people who didn't really have the full story about what had gone down. Like imagine if that video wasn't leaked. Imagine if Liam never put that video out we would all be none the wiser and piling on him for the way he treated Georgia when in fact, he is the real victim here. So by sweeping this video under the rug and refusing to mention the incident at all, they are supporting the homophobic, biphobic, fatphobic and racist behavior that was shown in that video. And that is a new low, even for the standards of this show.
1: Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus.
0: Guys, that's all the tea I've got for you today actually I lied. I have a bonus episode dropping on my Patreon right now. The tea is so hot that it deserves an entire episode of its own and Bryce has already threatened me with legal action so it's just best that I put the spicy content about him on there. The episode is involving a horrifying soccer incident that Bryce was involved in. Go and have a listen to that now. It is so mind-blowing and disappointing and downright disgusting and I've had this story since the start of the season but as as we've been going through, I've had more and more people contact me in relation to the incident. So I've just been adding more details to it as they've been coming in. I think I'm up to like five witness accounts for the same incident. Actually, there was a few incidents involving Bryce on the soccer field. So I've put them all together. Now that will be my bonus episode for the month. I'm also uploading a lot of bonus content like photos, videos, DMs, stuff like that. It's all basically stuff that's too red hot to put anywhere else. So make sure you go and subscribe to that it is literally the price of a coffee and you will definitely be getting your money's worth so it's a great way to support the show the biggest thing you can do though to support the show is share the episode with your friends and family on social media or just tell them about it over spicy marks. If you want daily gossip updates, follow me on Instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore. If you want sassy banter during Married at First Sight, follow me on Twitter at so dramatic pod. Or if you want daily gossip updates with all of the tea from the drama army, join the Facebook group that is so dramatic podcast community. And for everything else including the merch, head to so dramatic If you don't already have a spill the tea mug, like honestly, What are you doing with your life? And Drama Army, please keep sending in your tips and receipts. You guys have been so awesome this season and I cannot thank you enough. It was truly a group effort and I'm just so grateful for each and every person who sent things in to me and helped to keep the kettle boiling in some way. I am eternally grateful for your help. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday morning with another explosive interview. I'm not gonna say who it's with because (laughs) I don't want Channel 9 to get wind of it and threaten legal action and put a stop to it. But all I will say is that it is the biggest interview of the season. Yes, the season. That is all I'm saying, guys. Trust me when I say you do not want to miss it. Mark your diaries now. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my
2: God. So dramatic with Megan Passetto.